Since we have no leader in this country, me and Ness are the highest ranking officials, so you have to listen to us. Welcome to the FMF State of Mind podcast, baby. Right, uh, We're recording this straight from the bunker as the Civil War is about to begin. We hope all y'all staying safe. I got Ness with me as well. Ness, how you doing, man? Crazy couple of days we've, I'm, we've hey, had. I'm doing all right, you know. I'm uh, currently trying to scale that wall that President <laughs> Trump built in front of the White House gates. <laughs> Oh, oh no. so we have a man on the scene. <laughs> Ness, what do you see? We could. I see. Uh, I, I see a lot of bullshit going on. The the police are here. When aren't they? And I see see an orange Cheeto figure man looking outside oh, no. the windows, looking kind of petrified, waiting to go inside the bunker. So damn, bro. Back to you, Jim, in the studios. <laughs> He's looking like Miley Cyrus, about to leave the the house for the last time, man. Yeah, honestly, it's like. Uh, I know, it's like my date with the president's daughter, but this is like the worst one. This is like part three. <laughs> like this movie should have never came out. <laughs> Melania's packing as we speak. <laughs> well, they better they better pack it up because this is almost over. We don't really get political on this, on this fucking show, but uh, I mean, how can we not? This is probably the biggest fucking event of all time. It's gonna, it touches everybody, so I mean, we got to say something about it, man. One more state, am I right? One more state. It's uh, it's it's down to four at this point. What is it? It's currently Georgia. It's North Carolina. It's Pennsylvania. It's Nevada. Yeah. And Arizona's up in a balance, even though Arizona was called by Fox and the AP. And uh, just up up to date, AP yep. has never been wrong about a call that they made. So yep. they're calling it blue, boys. Blue boys. Yeah, they're calling it blue. Blue boys now would leave Biden at a two sixty four electoral college first, vote. First time in forty years Counts. that Arizona's blue. Listen, this was this know, this crazy. was a state. I remember only a couple years ago when they came out with that really racist law against hispanics you remember that oh yeah with uh pompeo which is a guy that's currently in mm-hmm. president trump's uh, uh administration exactly. so yeah let's drain that swamp and get those assholes out of there but you see it it's the ghost of john mccain coming back and screwing over donald trump after hey. he made all those uh you know prisoner award uh, <laughs> <laughs> remarks and everything along those lines exactly yeah, what, 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 it's been a crazy couple days. Me and Ness really haven't been sleeping, as I'm sure y'all no, haven't. Um, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. But hey, man, uh, fucking Biden though. It's historical. I I, yeah. I know Tuesday, uh, me as well as a lot of other people were stressed the fuck out, couldn't really sleep. But I think by Wednesday we all started to calm down because those mail-in ballots, baby. Fucking Biden pulling a Liverpool out here and coming back with those mail-in ballots. Yeah, that's real talk. I thought he was slipping up by Gerard, and I was just like, "Don't fuck this up, boys." <laughs> no, nah, he, 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 right, he pulled out. He pulled a Trent Alexander Arnold from Tuesday. The corner. Yeah, he did. Tuesday corner. was bogus, really. I was, when I was yeah. thinking about it, because I was like, "Man," I was like, "I remember I was watching Jesus and Mero for the 2016 election. They thought it was gonna be a clean sweep with, with the Clinton. They were just gonna choose to dominate, and then all of a sudden Trump started winning, and he was catching up, and he was starting to blow past her, and it just got real awkward and quiet. And I kind of felt like that Tuesday night, but you know, mm-hmm. taking to the context. Mm-hmm. There's currently a pandemic raging with over 100,000 new cases in the U.S. alone on a daily basis. So, you know, mail-in ballots were a huge part of this election. Now we got the GOP trying to steal it, but that's a whole nother debate. But yeah, it's, it's a good thing everybody went out there and voted. Thank you guys if you actually went out there and voted and made your voice mm-hmm. heard. Or stayed Even at home and voted, like, either way. Exactly, yes. E- either way, you know, as long as your voice was heard. And it's something you got to exercise that freedom. And it just, you know, even after if the, if the, if the Cheeto in chief still is in charge, you know, it's something good in four years to still be able to vote again. And, you know, in two years, we got the middle elections. You'll be able to do that again also and just pay close attention to it because, the you know, they pay attention to what legislation that you guys want and everything along those lines. So the power is in our hands, which I know at times it feels like it's not because there's a lot of this corporate money and greed and all that. But 
we ultimately have the power to vote people in and out. And even if you're in a state that's, you know, you already know what it's going to go if it's not a battleground state, you live somewhere like California, it's still important for you to go out there if it's just even for the local stuff and for the people that you want to see represent you. And arguably, and the, it's probably more important for the local stuff because exactly. that affects you yes. directly. On a daily basis, whether it be a new tax, that's something at the DMV, you have to pay more for like the car sticker for registration or anything along those lines, or whether it be, you know, other things like as far as um, like new traffic laws or new laws that are going to be affecting you on a daily basis. Like I know a whole bunch of stuff just got decriminalized too, and a whole bunch of props got passed. Like you know, all in all, drugs and crime legal in Oregon for 24 hours, you know, twice a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looks like that. Looks just like that like liberal <laughs> agenda working out, huh? Looks like a lot of people like. <laughs> Some lady was on my Facebook and she's like very Republican. I mm-hmm. She's the sweetest people though, dude. It makes like it's a it, it makes sense, you know. It's just like you can't categorize certain people, you no matter who they vote for. But uh, she'll be out there spewing the most bullshit ass like conspiracy theories. But when I moved and I was kind of having some issues because I didn't have a truck, she was like, "Do you want me and Dustin to come by and help you guys move?" And I'm just like. Fuck, like that's <laughs> these people will take a bullet for you, man. But it's just like sometimes I don't know, you it's, know, I, oh, I, you, you don't know at times. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. It's brother. a toss up, man. I don't know. It's a toss up. So yeah. when you see stuff like that, you kind of see it. And it's, but I was laughing because she had to post something on Facebook. She was like, "People are just gonna go get high and go vote." I was like, "Man, that fucking sounds great." <laughs> <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time ever again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw there was the the oncoming memes of Demi Lovato going to Oregon. No, oh like, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> oh man, that sounds like a bad sitcom that I have seen. Sorry, have not sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but how about you? How do you feel about a uh, Biden closing in on two seventy or Trump pulling a bro, you know a straight flush out of his, out his more, back pocket? Bro, bro, just just like just like me and Ness right now. Nos faltan seis, compa. Yeah, <laughs> de la verdad. But yeah, only six more. We just wait, dude. I mean, those mail-in ballots came in clutch. It reminded me of the, came of how clutch. Watford came back on Leicester City, bro. Oh man, yeah, for real. That that famous line. What was it? Forestieri. Here's Hog. Joey. <laughs> Do not scratch your eyes. You are really seeing the most extraordinary finish We really are. We really are seeing. Yeah, I know. A wild finish. Exactly. Comeback victory. Yeah, shouts out to Miguel Layun for that part of that goal as well. Yeah, I don't know if he was part of that goal. He was part of that team, though. He played for them for a season, but everybody forgets about it. I remember. I, I, I totally had that forgot jersey. about it. I, I totally forgot <laughs> he played for Watford. Um, he was in Italy for a bit, too, trying out for a team. I forgot what team. Atalanta, yeah. Yeah, Atalanta. Look yeah. Look Can't even pronounce they, yeah. it. Look where they are now. I know. Spe- speaking of the other Atlanta, the Georgia one, thank you guys for coming in clutch because Georgia's about to turn blue as well. Maybe. Yes, thank you. So everybody in... Uh, what was it Fullerton County? And I think, uh, what is it called? Obviously, DeKalb or uh, DeKalb, or I don't know yeah. how to really pronounce it. Which is even more nuts city. than it's even more yeah, nuts exactly. that Georgia's about to turn blue than Arizona. Because, I mean, Georgia's in the deep south. Deep you know? south, man. That's SEC territory, man. Bro, that's I'm like, telling you, bro. Different. Them dogs, them bulldogs. Virginia's the south. They don't play. But that's, that's the real south. Bro. <laughs> like, the you go down there and it's like old boys drinking whiskey. That's, yeah, like, bro. You know, like what is it called? Uh, like old boys drinking whiskey and like talking wartime stories about when they're in college avoiding rape charges. You Yo, know, it's woo, something that's really proud boy territory, boy. It's <laughs> it's uh, once you leave Atlanta, shorts, once you leave the trap, you can't go back. No, you once you leave the trap, back, you can't exactly. go back. Yeah. I blame it all on childish Gambino's Atlanta show. Put too much attention on the city. Oh man. <laughs> 
But nah, man. That, this election's been crazy, but uh, hopefully it'll come to an end soon. We'll know a decision in the, in the coming days, and we'll all be better in the future. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, we'll see. I'm just excited for things to act, feel normal again. Like, whether you're left or right-leaning. I, I, and like, and know, by no means is really the... up in there. By no, yeah. Like, you know, famous Kobe words, by no means is the job finished. But no, not at all. This was the, the we can we can say mission accomplished once uh, we get this yeah, man exactly. out of office. It was the highest turnout ever for anything, and Joe Biden is the presidential candidate with the, the most, most votes, votes of, all, of time. all time. Look at him shine, and half of us probably don't even really like the guy. <laughs> I'm being no, exactly. honest. Everybody calls him Sleepy Joe. He gets lost halfway through his sentence at times. But you know what? I just think that's him public speaking, and that just reflects on us as a demographic because we can't choose nothing better than two guys in their seventies. I mean, <laughs> elderly us, man contest. I get it. Yeah. Which elderly man it's do just, you want? Exactly. Yeah. This is just like petty, just political beefs of people that are in way higher positions than we will ever be. At least until AOC ends up running, and I pull my full support behind her. <laughs> Bro, I'm campaigning hard as hell. I'm crossing the country I can't wait. on foot. Oh my god! AOC with here. Julian Castro as VP. Let's go, baby! Not, oh my god, it's gonna be so amazing. Let's I haven't go. supported a Puerto Rican woman this hard since the last one who tried to stab me. Oh, you know, but this is this is. <laughs> <laughs> no. But enough of my war stories. Oh no! It's, uh, back at home in the Midwest, it's um, Damn, it's, it's exciting and it's just exciting for things to get back to normal and for us to be respected again in the international community. You know, say what you will, you can agree with Donald Trump's politi- policies or do whatever, but it's like you can't really question his character when he was uh, international affairs or just speaking as a whole because he wasn't very eloquent. He didn't have any demeanor, and if quite frankly he was just very embarrassing on all of us and he's the president is supposed to be the representation of the u.s and ultimately i think he was probably encapsulated at the best <laughs> as far as for the majority of people here in the u.s because when europe thinks of us they think of us as brash you know very ignorant and uh, very nationalistic and i just hope that you know the gop tries to reform after this which i really doubt they will because they'll probably still have the senate majority with mitch mcconnell but i feel like hopefully we'll be able to change that in the future whether it be the midterms or you know another four years when he'll be up for re-election but overall it's a step towards the right direction it might not be a step that you wanted but it's a step that's needed for us to eventually get out of this pit hole that we're currently in with this type of cult phenomenon that is donald trump and the MAGA people exactly like we said the job is not finished but we can't say mission accomplished and uh well one day we'll be looking back and we'll be saying man 2016 to 2020 we'll be having those flashbacks we'll be going <laughs> this is gonna be a blur it's gonna be like vietnam oh. flashbacks for like nine bro minutes. we are like, oh, this here, like a firecracker go off and they're just gonna be like oh shit like timmy died bro it's gonna be like that joker meme when the when our grandkids ask us about this time you wouldn't get it exactly <laughs> we live in a society no <laughs> Oh man! But anyway, that's enough political talk for today. We the people want to hear about Chivas. That's what they want to hear. Yes, we want to talk about Chivas. We want to talk about the clusterfuck that is the club, the sexual. Assault they are going to make an, an environment that is so toxic, <laughs> and and they have succeeded. Oh, I love that quote so much because it relates to Chivas so so much, and obviously the most the most uh what is it called i wouldn't say successful because many guys won more trophy than them as far as uh the tournaments go but the most notorious team in liga mx of all time i like that i like that exactly it's like the drama doesn't encapsulate like the drama encapsulate chivas when you see a chivas you feel like you're listening to a storyline that was brought up by vince mcmahon you know you got the the doubt and trot (laughs) and then you got him coming up without you know the uh 
the allegations from those uh, from those boys that were volunteers. But that's a whole, I don't know if you guys ever heard about that, but you can look that up. <laughs> Vince McMahon. But um, what do you think about what currently happened? Do you want to give everybody enough to speed on what is currently happening at Guadalajara? Yeah, so uh, uh, if you may or may not know, but a couple days ago it came out. Some other Chivas players were caught up in a scandal. Yes, yeah, scandal is the word of the year, uh, apparently, at Chivas. And, uh, you know, um, you know, scandals uh, get a lot of news in Mexico, and some of them are warranted, some of them aren't. This one definitely was, though, because yeah, uh, yeah, Villalpando, no our midfielder, who's like 28, 29, something like that, he's, he's not a young guy anymore. But anyway. No, um, he's not. He still balls, though. He's still a very well. He was a very good player, <laughs> but he got uh, he's under sexual abuse charges, um, very serious, obviously, um, and he's been expelled from the team indefinitely. A move that you know everybody saw coming, but not just him. Apparently, three other players that came out to be Eduardo Lachofis Lopez fan favorite. Uh, El Gallito Vasquez and Alexis Peña are also suspended for their alleged involvement. Nobody knows Yeesh. what that involvement is. What does that even mean? I don't know. I can only imagine. Um, but they are also, they're not expelled from the team, but they are on the sidelines and they will continue to be until they can be sold this winter. So. They're on the transfer list, basically. Transfer listed, man. Um, so yeah, this comes after a, a bunch of, not a bunch, but like two other scandals that have happened. I know Chicote Calderon has, has been partying. Obviously that Alexis and Antuna video, the infamous video now. So like, oh, it, it, it begs the question, Ness, what is going on in Chios' locker room? What, what is, what is happening? A toxicity so strong that no one will be able to survive in a locker room full of no leaderships. Bro, it had they had to be from Guadalajara, huh? All, all the all the toxicos, all the toxicos, all the toxicos. Ladies, you know what and I'm, I'm talking glad, about. And I'm glad Alan Polito isn't here because you guys would just be blaming him the whole time. <laughs> Obviously, he's not even here right now, so he can't be the issue, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to hear anything like that, but it's just very toxic right now. People were actually pulling up some of uh, Maduena's old tweets, which he wasn't even a first-team starter. He was barely even on the first team. He barely even on the practice squad, damn near. And we oh, got really? him from Cruz Azul. We got Vilatando from Necaxa. Mm-hmm. We had obviously already had Trophies Lopez, but he was, uh, you know, underperforming as usual, and he was, uh, he was overweight, as they were talking about, and he wasn't really taking it seriously before the preseason. And then we lost Victor Guzman because that whole or, or debacle with Pachuca. And overall, I just feel like all the transfers, except for Uriel Antuna, have not worked out. And Alexis Vega, those have been the only two that have really panned out. And even then, they've been in their own scandal that's kind of been brewing with happened yeah. with them. And as far as when COVID was really trying to be taken serious by Liga MX, and they just kind of made fools of themselves sharing a Bacardi bottle on video camera. Celebrating someone's birthday, so it's like you can timestamp that. No matter how you want, it's right there, <laughs> like in your face. Oh god! You can't really hide and say it was two months ago. Oh You're man. saying uh, you the know, stupidity like, of that. To me, action, compa. It just, say it's just so want, stupid, but... and I feel like this is a bigger like people are just kind of comparing and saying it that this whole thing that happened with Villalpando obviously it's a huge deal and the reason the team let him go is because they are literally saying that it's awaiting litigation like this is going to court he is probably going to be sued in a civil suit by a woman who's claiming sexual assault by him and I don't know if it's even just him at that point there might be somebody other people or people that were accomplices or witnesses we don't know at this point it's been very murky and until that court case happens which the courts are backed up already as a whole especially because everything's going on with covid but until we hear some maybe somebody come out with the interview whatever it is we're kind of still left in the dark and when chivas had that press conference uh, <coughs> was it yesterday 
they kind of just talked about getting back to those winning ways and talking about sometimes you have to kind of start over in a certain sense and you know the players have to take more responsibility for themselves and for that reason they're at take swift action with this allegation as serious as this and they let him go and they put the other players on the tra- on the transfer block so it's something you look at and it's a good decision from Chivas even if you're a Chivas fan, you have to applaud it because you can't really put up with that. Of course, that. of course. Like, I think you see teams like America, and when the whole Renato Ibarra thing happened, they kind of held off, and then the video came out, and then they released him. <laughs> that video was <laughs> wild, wild, by the way. Wait till we get please, all the facts. Exactly. It. it was a. I saw that, and it was almost like a Ray Rice incident. Exactly. It was. Where it's like, mm. oh, it's on video. It's a, and everyone How did they catch you it? in 4K? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How did they That's catch one of my you favorite in 4K? Videos. <laughs> well, they did it. They did it to him. Oh, I love those guys, and they really did. And it's uh, and it in Chiva just, you know, it's just what's going on right now, and it's just really shitty. We're not playing that well already as it is. You know, when Molina is one of our top goal scorers, you have to really start taking into account who's playing for the club and their dedication for the team. Because Vujicic can tell them all that they want to do. It's like in a squad, you can coach a team however the hell you want to do, and he's even a good player manager, which, you know, he's a strict guy on top of that. But it's like when J.J. Macias isn't really doing anything or being involved in play, whether you say there's a midfield disconnect or there's not, he had been trying to get Vilalpando and Beltran to kind of play at the same time up top, and it wouldn't work because nobody would be in the back kind of coming back and helping out on the defensive end. What, it would either be Gallito, it, it would either be, you know, Molina. And Molina had been injured for the past couple weeks, and he just recently came back this past week. So, even then, did he, did he get carted off again this week? He did. He did get Jesus. injured. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't it's, think it's a long-term so injury, it's not looking good. I hope not. Just, but it's like, Jesus. It, um, but you, you look at it again, and you see, like, we're not playing that well. We're not in good form right now, especially into Repachaje. Which was what we're like, what an eleventh place now, or was that a tie? We're like should be like a ninth or tenth, or somewhere there. We're I think ninth or tenth, but um, uh, it sucks. It really sucks. There was such high hope, and you know, coming into the season and being really excited about all these new players. Chivas are actually new eight. coach. Ex- well, hey, 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 <laughs> Ligia looking good right now, baby. <laughs> I take back everything I, I say. Not. Or not. Yeah, exactly. But uh, just in general, the results haven't been the results have been okay, but they haven't yeah. been pretty. Put it yeah. that way, you know. Yeah. As uh, as the IT crowd would say, though, you know, it's like the problem with Arsenal is that they always want to walk it in. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it might not be pretty, but we're getting wins. <laughs> what do you think, Antonio? Nah, man. I mean, listen. Uh, when it comes down to the, the these types of allegations, and this is nothing new in the Mexican soccer community, we have always seen our Mexican players come through with. Uh, Maybe not scandals such as these as serious as sexual assault, which is a totally different conversation, but just the ones where you clearly see that they're not taking it seriously, that they're just, you know, driving into their vanity and their fame and they just, you know, want to party and stuff like that. I mean, I think that just comes down to how I think that's a big reason why the Mexican player doesn't really succeed as much as everybody wants them to. I think there's a difference between when you're dedicated to something, I think Europeans obviously get that and when you're dedicated to to your craft you won't stray away from it obviously european players have you know moments too but i i don't i i you know you never see it as often a dutch player or an english player uh or something like that being caught up in stuff like this so i think that just speaks to the level of commitment that a mexican player has and once they start getting a little bit of money and a little bit of fame it kind of starts to go to their head and maybe they don't care as much and i think that's kind of what happened here 
they reach that pinnacle and they're like, this is it. It can't get any better than this. You know, they, yeah. get, they hit, hit the whole hard And, and obviously, like, yeah. Who's got it better than us? You yeah. Know? And obviously <laughs> Mexico is a third world country. I'm not saying all of these kids are coming straight from poverty, but a lot of them are. So like it, you kind of get it in that term. Yeah. But again, like, you know. And we even got some Carlos Velas. You know what I mean? There's some yeah. people that they're very technically gifted at this and they've been doing this since their kids. But that doesn't mean they love the sport. Exactly. I'm sorry, but that's just the honest truth. We, we like to act like all these players like love the game. They don't. There's no. like there's only a certain amount you of people know which in the world ones that do and which ones have don't. that athleticism yeah. and have that peak as far as their game. And I'd say at least you know one. You so see, you can give like one and eight. <laughs> Probably don't don't love it. It's like they think it's all right. Yeah, man. I mean, but it's like, not just that sport. It's every sport. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, like Carlos Vela. That's a perfect example, man. If Carlos Vela played to the pinnacle of his powers. He'd be the most talented Mexican player, maybe ever. Maybe yeah, he'd be ever. in Real Madrid or he'd be at Barcelona right now. He, he, he'd easily be in Bar- Barcelona, easily. Yeah, at his peak, I'm pretty sure, man. I mean, the way the way that he's not even trying in the MLS, and obviously yeah. the MLS is a bad league, we get it. But the way he's not even trying and he tore that league to shreds, yeah, just proves that. Yeah. Oh man, this guy could do it anyway. It makes you appreciate him. You know, you see, you see, uh, Cucurito, I mean, Chicharito at LA Galaxy, Whoa. <laughs> and you see what he's, <laughs> and you see what he's going through, and he's not really trying, and he's kind of half-assing it. He's streaming, you know, he's doing his own thing, and he doesn't want to be really like cussing with the team. He takes himself as a, you know, I don't know, who I'm quoting here uh, as far as LA Galaxy insider, but they said, you know, a Messi or Ronaldo type-esque player. Where he's too important, which mm. he is a very important player. Let's yeah. not get him misconstrued. He, he take a, he's taken a lot of shit, man. But this is the leading goal scorer of Mexico of all time. Yeah. Say what you will about those goals going against Central American countries or whatever it may be. It's like the players like Jare Borghetti, Guatemala Blanco, and everybody else. They played yeah. the exact same teams as well, and they still weren't Hugo able to do Sanchez. that. But Chicharito was exactly. And that's Hugo Sanchez is a little bit different because he got kind of cast. Well, he was off the team, especially even during a World Cup. He didn't even let him play because a whole bunch of drama and a whole lot of other BS. But I don't feel like they even used him to a certain extent. You know, they don't play the games that they used to play. They don't play. They don't play the. They didn't play the games back then that they play now, where you know they got these other extra competitions to be able to add on to that goal total. So right. I think that t- that plays a big role in it as well. But you know, as far as in the modern game, Borghetti had those same chances. Now you know, Guatemala had those same chances. So. I don't think we can discount what Chicharito has done. A lot of people are quick to write him off, but he will be at the next World Cup. You know, this is this is the FFF state of my podcast. He will be at the World Cup. I don't care what it is. It's like it can be marketing. It could be him in good form. Yep. It could be him moving to a European team. You know, in the next two years to try to make that Mexico World Cup squad. Pull it a market. Hopefully, be able to start Rafa, exactly. Bro. You don't know, it's man. Exactly what Rafa. Go to hell is Verona's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go to hell is Verona scoring a couple <laughs> own goals. But he's still be better than those guys starting in Liga MX. You know what I mean? Oh, Get sent off a couple times. Hey, bring the vibes back, oh, baby. Let's go. Rafa. No. <laughs> it was, he, he had a horrible time at hell is Verona. Oh, he, he looked every bit 38. I'm telling you, he looked every bit 38 years <laughs> old. Bro, I remember Luca Tony was on that team, too. He had a, it's a, it's a nurse, it was a nursing home yeah, over there, bro. bro. Nursing home. <laughs> the silly nannies, like, the boys came oh, out yeah. at halftime oh. with, uh, what is it called, IVs on and everything. I like know. That. Like, what, what is going what on? Look at Tony been 40 for like 10 years Luca's now. What the hell? It's like, damn, my dad saw him play growing up. What Shit. the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, and we'll, we'll get to Chicharito a little bit later because, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot to talk about with him yeah. and a certain 
podcast clip that came out yeah. on Twitter oh, over the past oh week. God. Uh, oh God. <laughs> we'll get to that, but before we before we leave uh, before we leave the Chivas conversation, I want I want to ask you. Um, obviously, with these players gone, um, we can't act like Chivas has a lot of depth because they don't. <laughs> so, and I'm not. And none of these players were really hardline starters or important for to get wins. But you know, yeah, Dieter, exactly. Dieter had his place in the midfield. Gallito came Dieter in as a was backup. Play, man. Trophies yeah, so is you know is a fan favorite and has his moments. The only one exactly. that the only one that was not really important is Alexis Pena. But as far as the other three are concerned, how do yeah. you think this is going to affect the team? You know, going forward this season on the Damn, field. I don't even think I even saw Alexis Pena ever even play. Was Me it neither. Alexis Pena or that Madueña was was he part was Madueña part of that as well? I don't even know. Madueña was rumored to be part of that, but then he was cleared. So yeah, exactly. And people yeah, thought cleared, it, people it, thought Chicote Calderon. But was a part of yeah. that, but they got him confused for Alexis Pena because they have the same yeah, exactly. hair. It was all just an inside job by Miguel Ponce to try to get rid of the competition. So Damn, the votes are in. He said, stop the count. He said, stop the count. Miguel Ponce was out here conspiring, trying to steal an election. <laughs> hey, y'all, my audio fucked up here for a little bit. Uh, we love to see it. So you're just going to hear Ness's voice for a couple of minutes. So, yeah, back to the show. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And hey, pinche poncho, man, you know. That's how they do it. <laughs> Shout out to Miguel Ponza. I still think he deserves a start. I don't care. Fight me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, all those players were supposedly involved. Rumors flying around and everything like that. But no, we're, we might pull up some of Madueña's old tweets. And yikes, bro. Yikes. I know they were a while ago, but yikes. But I... I, I don't I don't have it right now. I gotta pull it up in a little bit. You gotta give me a little bit of time. I, I, I'll tell you a little bit later. But yeah, no, it was bad. Like I remember all the league MX was like, oh, all right. Even if that was 2013, bro, it's something along the lines of like, if you don't want if you don't want me to stop, then don't get me started. Like type it type as deal. Like don't get me all hot and bothered. And then there was another one that also stated. He said uh, <laughs> it was something wild. It was uh, it was just like uh, something about like uh, like age of consent or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. No, it was bad, bro. It was really bad. It was it was like yeah. But you know, scumbags from Mexico. Are you really surprised? Like it's uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, let's put it together. The uh, <laughs> Atlas is putting together the uh, what was the Adam Sandler movie, The Gridiron Gang? <laughs> it was no, it was, that was a rock. Yeah, they're putting together that bogus ass team and it's just a felons. <laughs> so stop! He just got re-signed by Santos. We're not. Nobody wants to talk about that. Why did Santos re-sign him? Damn, Origi. Oh, stop, Origi. Oh my God, stop playing, bro. Damn, I'm doing like that. I'm I'm doing that face gift right now where the guy's like, what? So, you know, touching his face. It's like, what? Damn, I didn't even see that. That's real talk. Yeah, not that bad haircut by uh, that one guy, Malorca. <laughs> this could be it right here. Yeah, bring. T- <laughs> just, you know what? I got an idea. Just all of the Atlas team just get locked up, and they're automatically the well shit. They might not even be the automatically the best team in there. There might be a scrappy young team that gets together and they would have beat them in there. 
So, but yeah, man, you know, Chivas, we'll, we'll, we'll see how they go from here. One game left against Monterrey, huh? Um, couldn't have come at we a better time. We got this against the... Jesus Christ, it is on the Copa MX, too. Which, honestly, does that count as a domestic trouble? <laughs> Listen, I... Are we going to have that discussion? It does, but it doesn't. Mostly because the league was canceled last last season. But I think... I, but yeah, but I think Cruz Azul was hot last season. Oh, yeah, they were gunning for tournament. it. Was, no, Monterrey was they in the They were gunning pits. for it. They were in and the Monterrey. pits. They didn't even win Man, a game. Turco was, I know, Turco wasn't wearing his aviators, and I'm just like, bro, what? Are you okay? I mean, Is everything yeah, all right? Down there, like, you know what I mean? I mean hey, cre- that shirt's a little wrinkled, bud. Yeah, What's going on? Credit to Rayados, they know how to win when the moment's right, but yeah, they haven't looked oh, so yeah. hot as of late. But hey, they they do have a treble as of right now, defending champions of as of right every now. single competition, and it's uh, even feminine, right? Even, even feminine, yep. They're yeah, a good organization. Awesome. What can we say? So much winning, so much winning. <laughs> <laughs> I was shout out to that Rayados ninety account. I was laughing so hard at that last yeah. time when you were waiting for results to come in, and everybody starts like all of a sudden league mixing. Let's just switched over to Monterrey winning, <laughs> and then um, the, switch the Rayados ninety account was just like so much winning, <laughs> and bro. I was, that tweet was gold, man. That was such a good tweet. Oh, oh man. God. But yeah. Shout-outs to them. But, yeah, they ended up winning it. So, hey, good shit, man. It's a uh, domestic trouble. I see it. And then they basically won every single competition. They couldn't win in the last year. So, yeah. I understand why Turco hasn't been fired yet. Oh, definitely, man. He's their saving grace. And I don't think they will fire him. I think I think he's going to no, stay a co- another either. couple years. Yeah, exactly. I think America fans are going to be asking to fire Piojo and go ahead and hire Turco. So, we'll see all that. We'll see how that happens, Turco man. Back. One, more, one more game. Chivas has Monterrey. One more game. And then we got Fecha FIFA. What do you expect? Predictions? Should we do predictions right now? Predictions, yeah. Let me, get, let me pull up the table right now. One more one more uh, jornada. Then we got Fecha FIFA. Then we got the repechaje. And then the Liguilla can start. Let's go. Hey, we got Wildcard Weekend, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wildcard Weekend Saturday. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but as of right now, so we got Leon in first place. Leon, America, Pumas, Cruz Azul are top four in that order. In that order. And then the rest they of the repechaje are Monterrey, Tigres, Pachuca, Chivas in eighth, Santos, Necaxa, Toluca, and Juarez scumbagging their way into 12th. <laughs> Juarez. <laughs> With four wins and six Mazatlan? Mazatlan somewhere? Mazatlan is not that far off, and it's honestly disgusting because they were the worst team in the league like two weeks ago. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, they really were. And, uh, but Dude, they, who they win 5-0 against? Um, San Luis. God, that was embarrassing. For that me. was embarrassing, hugely embarrassing for San Luis. Atleti's pulling their pulling their sponsorship as we speak. Yeah, as we speak. <laughs> Canel's just like, you know what? You <laughs> this chick ain't good enough for you. No, y'all. apparently not. Bullshit. No, Mazatlan. I really we we don't we're not gonna talk about Mazatlan for a long time. But I really do think that Tomas Boy, even though he he's god awful coach, we know this at Chivas, but he's kind he's kind of the <laughs> he's kind of like the Batman. It's not the leader they wanted, but the one they needed right now. Because <laughs> ever since his yeah, hiring, exactly. they got inspired as shit, and they've been winning. Yeah, they did. Um, maybe that's what they needed. Maybe they didn't need a mild mannered tactician like Paco Palencia. They just needed somebody to fucking dance on the sidelines. Um, but hey, they're almost they they have Thomas they have a Boy, chance. The legend. They have a the legend. Chance. But uh, I don't know predictions. Uh, what what do you say? Where do you see this going? I say four four zero. Chivas win against Monterrey. 
For and I think Chivas are just like, oh shit, we're not untouchable and we can be held accountable for our decision making. Chivas. We should probably start playing better. Chivas is notorious for winning the last game of the season every year, no matter how bad it's they are. It's always like that, man. No matter exactly. how bad they are. They always beat somebody like Leon or Monterrey and everyone's like, okay, thanks for that win after... <laughs> Sucking yeah, the rest exactly. of the season because no one, because no, you know why? Because no one expects it. Yeah, exactly. You got everybody telling me like, mm, how much are we gonna lose by tonight? But yeah, I don't know. Hey, they got a Monterrey got a Copa hangover. It could happen. Yeah, there you go. It could happen. I'm, I, I don't. I, they, I'm not going as crazy as four zero, but you know what? I'll say comfortable two one win. I'll say four zero. Macias picks up a brace and then oh, uh, Pizuela right over overthinks like three shots and then he'll finally get a goal. <laughs> and then um, I think Alexis Vega finally scores, bangs one in two, and he sees a free opportunity I'm, after I'm, he steals I'm, the ball off say, of Pizuela off a run. I'm gonna say Antuna gets one more on his tally book. I'm gonna say That'd be uh, nice. Macias gets a tap in, and I'm gonna say Nico Sanchez gets his trademark penalty. Um, like True. always, Bruno, and I think Bruno Fernandez. And I think Babon. I, I think Babon gets uh, uh, at least gets one goal. Actually, not four zero. I think I'll say four four two because you are right. He always gets that damn penalty. Yeah. And Chivas are known to give out penalties. <laughs> so yeah. Chivar. Chivar. But yeah, <laughs> one more game. We'll see how that goes for them. But uh, let's start talking about Chicharito, huh? Because he the boy yep. did score last night. The cuckster himself. He did score last night. The and boy wonder. <laughs> you know that's oh, true. The, I love my wife. <laughs> no, he did finally score after um, after a whole pandemic happened. <laughs> yeah, after the, the world you know, the, the world thing. just had to end for him to score. What, what can I say? It's for him to get off Call of Duty and give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he celebrated that goal with his fucking chest. I mean, he brought out the LeBron he was, celebration. He went yeah, I thought he blocked Iguodala. I was like, holy shit. Bro, and <laughs> it's, they have pretty similar stories because everybody thought when LeBron was coming to L.A., everyone was like, oh, it's a wrap. He's just coming to do his movie deals. He's just yeah, coming exactly. to do business. He don't really give a shit. And then they, he proved them yeah. wrong. Chicharito's not exactly. proving people wrong. <laughs> but it's no, kind of... He's doing the he's exact doing the exact doing right. <laughs> thing that people thought he was going to do. Yeah, and that's. I mean, he's one step away, like Giovanni dos Santos from a Denny's commercial. And then once you see the Denny's commercial, it's a wrap. Oh, it's over, buddy. Start packing up the yep. train to Guadalajara. He's coming home. That, yeah, it's coming, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and he's gonna sit behind Peralta. But no, nah, for, third on that chart. for real though, like, like what what's going on with Cheech, man? He just he just don't care. Cheech has, I think he cares. He just had like he has another kid on the way. He just he's not focused, man. He doesn't give a shit. He got the bag and he's chilling. You saw when he had that emotional speech with his father, mm-hmm. and his dad was disappointed with him, and he started crying, and he felt like his dad even said he's like, "You're still getting Europe. What are you doing? You know, like not many Mexican players get this opportunity, and you're a pioneer in what you're doing. You should stay. You know, Sevilla will later on go win the UEFA of uh, UEFA League. Cup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Europa League. So <laughs> UEFA Cup. Yeah, but the qualify. Did get his medal. Did get his but, medal. Um, he did get his medal, which is a good thing. So it still validates him because he scored two goals through and during their group stages, mm-hmm. which is also a good thing because he contributed to the team, you know. But I think he could have been a bigger part of that team. He doesn't need to be more patient with the coaches because those coaches know what they're doing over there. And it's just really unfortunate because he felt like just plain disrespect and he would just kind of really gave up. And I think one of the major reasons why we saw that give up in him was Dreyfus. Uh, what, I don't even know what his first name Diego. is. He's apparently he's a Diego is a street philosopher. 
So I don't know about you guys, but when I think about packing up my family and my pregnant wife and moving halfway across the world to a place I've never lived before in my life based off of marketing tactics, and when I'm not first on the depth chart for my current team in Europe, and I talk to a street philosopher, you know, it, the, the choice is obvious to go to L.A. I mean, wh where else are you going to go? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, go back to West Ham and go suffer under uh, Pellegrini. <laughs> no, he's not there no more. It's but David no, Moyes again. No, he's not there <laughs> anymore. He's Dave oh, Jesus Christ. No, no wonder. You no, but it's like Pellegrini's uh, making a Guardado in line to suffer now over there, real Batiste. So, <laughs> so, really just trading the worst of two evils. We can't get away from these managers, man. Fuck. <laughs> Like they know there's Mexicans there. I'm like, you don't Mexicans. Come on down. Come deal with us. But um, it's it's really it's really bizarre. It's it's a real like, and there's been a lot. We used to, we joked about it on the timeline. I think we were early on it. Like as far as Liga MX, specifically the Holy Flock would make all the cuck jokes, and then um, it just kind of evolved from there. Like I was on my Google feed today, and I saw something about showing a picture with Dreyfus. And it had a picture of Chicharito's wife and as well as Chicharito's son. Which, honestly, if you look at Chicharito's son, there's no fucking question that's Chicharito's son. That looks just like him. Like, it looks like you could literally paint Chicharito's face on that kid's body and that's him. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, it looks like there's no question about that or anything like that. It's like, you know, he takes after his mother as far as the pale skin, but he has the exact same face shape of a northern Mexican. <laughs> you know, from El Norte. So uh, I don't think there's any question there, but the, just the headline was so fucking disrespectful. It was just like, who is this man? That's Chicharito's, uh, what is it called? It's like a wife's, uh, like a son's baby daddy? Like, you know, with the question mark, you know, you know how Mexican media is. It's oh, fucking damn. scandalous. So I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then the article, it's, I didn't even read the article, but everybody was talking about it. So I was like, it, it just got even worse from that point on. So it doesn't really help speculate with the rumors. When you see videos of them or like dumb TikToks or like videos were hour long where he's just really around their family a lot. And it'd be okay if it was a more so group dynamic. But when it's just three of them together, you start getting like really weird and creepy it vibes. Is, and this is none of my business. This, and this is none of our business. Right. But you can you can, you kind of see when you open that, you open those videos up and you start doing stuff like Dreyfus having your wife's panties on his head, whether she's ever worn them or not. And she probably never has. But when you see videos like that and they're joking about it and they're very comfortable with one another along when it comes to that and everything, you kind of start seeing like, well, if that's what they're doing on camera. Imagine what they're doing off camera. <laughs> and it kind of starts leading to like really bad speculation of like Chitarito being a cuck. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, and I, and I say it's like, I'm not even, I'm not even joking right now because it, this went from a joke to like, you have a possibility talking yeah. about this now and like a major possibility. And it's all psychological when it comes to these Mexican players. So when you hear everybody talking about it, his performance started taking an even bigger hit where he was left off the depth chart for LA Galaxy. And they wouldn't even say that it was an injury. Or anything like that. It just said that he, you know, just DNP with yeah. no other like list. They said load like that, management. Where he was completely healthy. Yeah, he, he came through like Kawhi for the Clippers, <laughs> just fucking load management. And you, you saw that happening. You're just like, well, there's something like else kind of deeper in the root kind of going on here. And I'm glad he really scored a goal because ever since that penalty he got in Orlando when they had, and they had the MLS's back tournament, he hadn't scored yet. Right. He hadn't scored an open play. He had like some sitters, <laughs> and I mean some sitters that he couldn't put away. 
but but honestly, I'm I'm glad to see him do that. It's just really awkward when he has this guy around your family that's supposed to be a street philosopher and really values nothing more than using some uh, powerpoints like fucking bogus ass TED talks with some focus keywords. It's not really doing anything for you. Yep. And then you know the, the rumors just got even worse when Miggy. Shout out to Miggy. Fuck cult. Go support fuck cult and go buy their stuff. And when there was a podcast that he had. And for the last, like, I think it was about, it was about three to four minute clip. And he just talked about, you know, like I'm, I'm going to play the clip as well lady, for y'all. So play, be, be prepared yeah, to be like, uncomfortable. We'll, we'll go ahead and play the clip. And it's like, it's like an ASMR like oh, type of video yeah. where he's like kind of breathing, yeah. like into your ear, like into your ear. And it's kind of like talking to a woman, like kind of simulation kind of set up in your own head about it. He's just like, you know, just, just, just imagine it's just me and you, not your husband, not your kids nothing like that just me and you you know yeah. like with just him di- heavy breathing and being a real bald-headed creep you know what yeah. i mean so you know, wearing those stupid hats so um entonces ya solo me quedo con esta historia y cierro los ojos y me imagino en donde toco la puerta me abres y no tenemos que esconder a nadie ni siquiera a tus hijos o a tu esposo el gran amor que nos tenemos Me quedo con esta historia, sin miedo, sin posesión. When you see stuff like that, and then you start saying like, "Well, Chicharito has a wife and he has kids." He's like, "Whoa!" Like you know, you start, <laughs> you start, start thinking about shit like that. And you're just like, "Well, even if he's not talking about Chicharito, he's making this whole fantasy up in his head, and it's pretty fucked up because even if it's not Chicharito's wife, that might be somebody else's wife." that he's envisioning or whatever it might be and it's just really creepy when you see it that way and if they choose to live their relationship that way and it's an open relationship where they have they can you know there are three of them that are together and everything like that i think that's fine you know it's a marriage stereotypical, stereotypical norms and nuclear families i think are overrated if they want to do that they can do that it's like it's none of our business to be quite honest but and it's affecting his play and there's kids involved like it starts and you know the media starts getting involved it's there's kind of a whole different dynamic to it and we kind of have to start kind of kind of questioning what's going on and I don't think it's right. I think the criticism is right. I don't think it's right, though, when people are going into, you know, Chichito's wife's Instagram and, like, kind of accusing her of, uh, you know, like, cheating on her husband and everything like that and her even having to issue posts on Instagram stories about it and all that. So yeah. I think it's really gotten out of hand. I don't know where it's, if it's going to escalate from here or it's going to die down, but I think he's going to have to address it one day or else the jokes aren't going to stop. And I think for a player that's mentally as weak as Chicharito, which I say that with all the love in my heart, he's you know, one of the greatest Mexico has ever had, and he's an all-time leading goal scorer, nothing but respect towards him. But, you know, when he had those Chile losses and a whole bunch of other stuff like that, and the team had to get, like, psychological like counselors to help the team out, it's like he's just, you know, some players are mentally fragile, and that's okay. A lot of people are mentally fragile. I think I'm one of those people as well. But... You know, it's just a tough situation for everybody involved, and it gets starts making this, the relationships that they all have, three of them all together, really weird because uh, people start questioning it, and they start questioning it themselves. So mm-hmm. we'll see in the future how it goes. But what what do you think about the situation? I'm interested to hear what you think. It's it's a very yeah, it's a very murky and uncomfortable situation. I think for everybody involved, and and it, like you said, it started out as a joke, and I thought it was nothing more than that. Then things just kept coming out, and things just kept being weird. Um, I've never seen a life, call him what you want, a life coach, a philosopher, I don't know. I've never yeah, seen him be so doesn't have a life coach. close to their client, you know what I mean? 
to the point where they like basically live together, do everything, move around the world, just following them, following each other and, and stuff. You know, they got a whole YouTube channel where it's like it's not Chicharito's YouTube channel; it's the whole groups. You know what I mean? Um, yep. It's so yeah, it, it's a little weird, and I and you know, I like like Ness said, we don't we're not gonna pass judgment as to, we don't know what is actually going on. We're not gonna pass judgment whether it's true or not. But one thing is is probably I think is for sure, at least in my eyes, is that whoever this guy is, Diego Dreyfus, whatever it is, I think he's doing a lot more harm to Chicharito's career and than good mental health and uh, stuff like that. He's doing more harm than good. I'm not saying he hasn't done good things for him. Probably has. Probably the reason he hired him. But he's doing a lot more harm, and he's probably not a very good life coach. Cause man, he's not. He's 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 down bad right now. He's down bad. And I, I looked yeah. into this guy a little bit, and I looked into like some of the other clients that he has, and he he has actually worked with other Mexican soccer players. One in particular. Now I don't know if that if it's his like actual like day to day client like Chicharito. Probably not. But he has worked with them a couple times because they posted about it on Instagram, and it was Edson Alvarez. Who is yeah, I saw, also I saw that post. who is also down bad? He's struggling at Ajax for game time. I think he sh- I think he shaved his head. Yeah, like in unison with him, and he yeah, was like training on the beach yeah. with him and everything throughout the summer. So Who's also like, oh, down bad right now? He's struggling at Ajax. He's not fitting in, even though at first we kind of saw him kind of do well, do pretty well. He, it's not that it's not been that way this season for him. So I don't know if that's any correlation. Correlation does not always causation, but. It, it's not looking good for the boy. <laughs> I'll say that. But yeah, man, it's 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 really sad to see Chicharito the way he is. Um, uh, I don't think uh, obviously the criticism is warranted, and I'll be the first to criticize him and, and say that he he's he's doing absolutely nothing on the pitch. Um, we 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 do have to see what his priorities are, and maybe only he knows that. And maybe it, maybe soccer or doing well at the Galaxy is not exactly a priority. It's pretty sad for Galaxy fans because they let go of Zlatan to bring back the most highly paid player in the league, and for him to be just doing nothing is pretty disappointing. Yeah, and where's and where's Zlatan? He's currently on top of Syria. On top of Syria with with, with Milan, Milan. Dra- like dragging them by the heels dragging out of mid table. That that's it. I love I, I, I love Milan to death. It was my favorite team growing up, especially when they had like Ronaldinho and like Zaka and everyone, and Dida and yeah. all the other great footballers. But it's they're not at that level no, anymore. No, no, you know, no. they're not the Real Madrid that people saw them as. They're not the Barcelona. They're not they're not that team anymore. And Slatan is dragging the shit out of the team. Not them out of they got players like Hernandez. They got a lot of good players, but it's just like you know, it's not it's not what it used to be. No, yeah, <laughs> so it just I, it means a lot. And I love Zlatan. A lot of people a lot of people hate him because he's so arrogant. I think Swedish people absolutely hate the hate the shit out of him because he, he made himself. I think it's hilarious because the, the yeah, face of their team. Bad. But like I I I absolutely love the guy. I know what he does is like it, do it's he's a shit You know what I mean? Everything he says yeah. is shit house. And and he is now. You want to talk about somebody that's dedicated? Now he is dedicated. Whatever team he goes he's to, dedicated to the marketing at whatever that too. team he, what he doing, goes man. to, he will succeed. <laughs> he yeah, will he succeed. Will. Man, you was in the pits as well. But when he was there for that one season, he was absolutely great. Obviously, he, he was the best part of that. Team. He made PSG, and at over here yeah. at MLS, he did great as well. So like wherever he goes, he's going to succeed because he is Zlatan, and Zlatan doesn't go to exactly. losing teams. 
know what I mean? He has that confidence in himself. Exactly. Fuck it, make a Mexican, make a Mexican, don't. bring him to Chivas. Why not? He needs somebody. Honestly, honestly, I do. I need to save you. But Zlatan aside, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is hard to see Chicharito this way. Um, and 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 he, Zlatan's a good guy too. I don't know a lot of people knows, but like for the oh, past yeah. World Cup, he didn't even play. And when they asked why, he was like, "I'd just be taking a spot of another player that'd be able to give valuable no, he, experience." He's, a good he's guy, like, "Why would I do that?" He's like, "He's like, I'm done." He knows he's like, "I'm." He's for the people too. The he helps. Team. He helps the people. Exactly. He's for the people. Very, I think he's in charitable organizations and everything like that too. And I know every now and then you have like a marketing campaign that's supposed to be you know good, and he has his own brand and everything along those lines as well. Yeah, very good guy. But um, how long do you think Cheech is gonna last in the MLS? Be be be, be real. I think he knows he needs to pick it up, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to last longer than what a lot of people think. I really? think he stays at Galaxy for another two years, yeah, mm-hmm. until the World Cup starts p- kind of popping up in people's heads, and then I think he tries to make a move somewhere in Europe so that way he can try to solidify a starting spot. Or if not, he'll just stay at Galaxy and just continue to perform and just hope that he gets called up, but I think he knows that's not a safe bet for 2022, so... We'll see how it goes, but I think he's gonna stay there for a good bit. He just had he's having another child right now too. Right. So I think he's all in on LA and staying there, and that's him and his girl's plan, and that's what they're gonna continue to do. I don't think there's a plan where they can just up and leave. You know, the house he bought is probably in the millions, or his renting is probably in the millions. I don't think there's any plan to go back to Wallahada anytime soon, to be honest. And I don't, I wouldn't, as a Chiefs fan personally, I wouldn't want him at Wallahada. No. He's not gonna do well no, there, and he's gonna, not. and he's gonna make. He's gonna make uh, Macias kind of take a step back if he doesn't leave yet, and he's gonna, you know, play just further delay by Alta leaving too. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I definitely I agree with you, even though it's not going very well. I mean, LA Galaxy has to get some form of ROI. Like they need some yeah, return exactly. on investment. Like they got to take a chance exactly. on this guy. They paid so much. They could only sell so many of those bad white jerseys. Yeah, like they they need something, bro. They're, he's the highest paid player in the league. They need to see something out of him. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. Hopefully he picks up his play. Like, yeah, at Chivas I would not want him either. Um, I want him back for one last go around. You know, a retirement season and that's it. But yeah, I agree with you. He would not do well. He'd be another Oribe Peralta. I mean, I don't, I don't see it, man. And uh, we got a lot of young strikers too. Maybe maybe we'll buy some more. Maybe we'll maybe some more are coming out of the academy. So yeah, he really does not need to be at Chivas for anything more than you know. A fucking ceremonial thing you know what i'm saying so exactly but yeah that was the show this this week guys hopefully you guys enjoyed let us know what you guys want us to talk about next we'll be exactly we'll be back next week because you know fecha fifa coming up Ligia coming up we got some shit to talk about now Exactly. So, I'm doing arm. I'm doing. I'm pumping right now, like Joe Biden in that gif. Just yeah, let's go. We're let's doing go. it. We're doing it, baby. FMF state of mind. A uh, comeback in the new blue world. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. That blue wave. Oh, what do you mean we didn't get the Senate? Oh shit. All right, never mind. Oh, I never guess mind. it's gonna be Obama all over okay, again. Okay, well. <laughs> Either way, this veto we'll everything still be executive here. orders, baby. Set. Reversing everything Trump did. Congress <laughs> flips, states flip, but we will be here. <laughs> Exactly. Your one constant. All right. So, right now, BNO news just reported, just as an update, so we can timestamp this thing. That Secret Service is sending reinforcements to Wilmington, Delaware, as Joe Biden prepares for the possibility to claim victory and deliver a major speech as early as today. Ooh. And that means like today, as in November uh, sixth, twenty twenty. Yep. So it's currently six, 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 it's currently six, six, one a.m. <laughs> in the morning Central Time, two a.m. where you're at. Exactly. So 2 that's when we record, so. y'all. <laughs> 
I'm, I, I'm, and don't feel bad. I'm not getting any sleep anyway. <laughs> this whole election scared me up, man. Yesterday, I almost fell asleep on the couch as soon as I got home because just tuning in to CNN or looking at Fox and trying to see what was going to happen next, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, well, we, we will wake up to, to whatever we wake up to, you guys. This podcast yeah, will be exactly. out tomorrow. So maybe either you're a, already Either know. a government coup. Yeah, maybe you know the government coups already started and the Civil War is on. <laughs> if so, <laughs> yeah, we will see you on the battlefield, my brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll start up a Liga MX uh, bus going, and we'll start picking you guys up so that we can go to the concentration camps all together. Oh, God. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I don't know, though. Like, 35% Latinos voted for Trump, so it's like, maybe he'll be like, hey, you I don't lie. know if you saw that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Wiso Vasquez for putting out the official Liga MX uh, presidency poll. If you saw it, oh, God. it went to like this complete landslide. <laughs> but but it still Biden. but it still went sixteen percent Trump, and I was like sixteen. Yeah, hey, tell us right now, the listeners right now, which one of y'all is it? Come on, be honest. Yeah, for real. Fess up. Which one of y'all was it? Plot twist. It was me. Oh, I was trying shit. to see how many people's vote, and I was trying to skew the polls. Damn. Uh, fucking Democrats Ness, are trying to steal everything. Ness went They're went on all, Ness went on all his burners just to vote on that poll. <laughs> Mazatlan E, <laughs> anybody? Mazatlan account. <laughs> you been like, active yeah, on that? Here. Dude, I logged out at a Twitter because I had to I had to do something. I'm just like, dude, I forgot how to get in. <laughs> bro, if Mazatlan, <laughs> so bro, if they get into the repechaje, you have to tweet. <laughs> no, I have to tweet. I'll, I'll, I'll get back on that account, I promise. You have to but tweet. no, it's, uh, I, was, I was just waiting to see because I know there is a few Trump supporters or a couple people actually that didn't vote for either candidate. So it, didn't, it, it was even stupider. So it's like, right. you know, it is it is what it is. It's like, you know, we got to respect each other no matter what. And we have to, you know, as Republicans said when Donald Trump went, it's like, hey, let's, hey, guys, let's, let's go ahead and stop and take a second, all right? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And this is our president. You might not like him, but he's your president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a wild year it's been. Yeah, I know. Uh, wild boy season out here. Yeah, man, that that's our show. Let's let's end it before we get carried away. Ness, yeah. tell the people where they can follow you at. They can find me at Viva Liga MX as well as FMF State of Mind. Oh, I took a break. I'm like sabbatical from writing. I just burnt out, man. And I got a kid, and I'm trying to put him first. I'm trying to put my girl first, and I'm not trying to ignore either of them. And it's something that, you know, it's, 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 I still want to do it just later on. I just don't have the time right now. Like, even especially with Chivas and everything like that going on, it's like, I want to get back into it, but I don't just want to drop an article and not drop anything for like six months. If I get back into it, I have to fully commit. And, you know, I, you see all the people like Eugene, you see people like yourself, you see people like Weasel, you see people like Brian, you see people like all these people just in League MX English that just work their asses off and they work so hard. And, you know, I feel like not too many people recognize it anymore because a lot of people are running away from, you know, writing as a medium. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate that shit. I still read that shit. I still intake all of that. And I really appreciate it from you guys. If nobody else tells you it, it's like you guys are working hard. And, you know, especially Eugene, man. Jesus, I don't know how he does all these articles. (laughs) Yeah, that's the, that's, that's, Eugene, that's the homie right there. Shout out to Eugene, man. Yeah, shout out to Eugene. But I don't know how he does it just with the quality and as far as, like, you know, grammatically and everything. Very good guy as well. Nice guy. I've ever met. Oh, he's, the guy's amazing, man. And um, what is like, what is it called? You, you could he, like, 
<laughs> you could get mad at him and he'll apologize. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like anyone done anything. Like he's such a nice guy. But it's just the work that goes into it. And my biggest thing was always just trying to keep the quality up while trying to produce more. And that's when you start really kind of burning yourself out and you kind of got to start picking and choosing where stuff goes. And it's tough, man. And you guys work your asses off in the shows. It's, in, it's not something that's built for everybody, you know. God said, I built this person different, you know. <laughs> and I just wasn't one of those people. I wish hey, RIP to your grandma, but I'm different. <laughs> yeah, it's... I love that meme so much. Whatever Twitter user said that, thank you for putting that into the world. Damn, man. Like, like this, that, that's a Twitter where it's like, people in this Twitter, like right now, 2020, wouldn't have survived Twitter in like 2008. Like, life was different. Yeah. This shit was bogus. Like,